Shema Yisrael. Welcome to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries with Aaron Budgen. Aaron discovered Jesus is his Messiah while preparing to be a rabbi. He now teaches for several organizations and is the teaching pastor for Living God Ministries. Strongly distinguishing between the Old and New Covenants, Aaron presents the scriptures from a Judaic and historical frame of reference. Join Aaron now as he reveals the reality foreshadowed and the new life we can now experience because of what the Lord Jesus accomplished for us. I'm presenting a series of programs on the subject of divorce and remarriage, and this program is a continuation of the previous broadcast. You know, sometimes when I do recordings such as this one, I can't help but wonder what the circumstances will be when somebody is listening to this program. You might be in your car, or you might be in your house. You might be working in your shop, or you might be doing dishes. There are many circumstances that people are in throughout their day, and they listen to these programs while doing other things. And I can't help but wonder what it would be like for a person to sit down and listen to this program right now, to listen to this series of programs on the subject of divorce and remarriage. What would it be like, for example, if your spouse, your husband, or your wife, or if you're not married, try to take a moment and imagine what it would be like to be married and that you have a husband or a wife, and you're sitting down perhaps in a room in your house, you're sitting there quietly listening to me talk about this subject of divorce and remarriage, and your spouse walks in on you. Your spouse walks in and they hear me talking, they hear me teaching about this subject. What are they going to think? I mean, what are they really going to think? They see you sitting there listening to these programs about divorce and remarriage. I suspect that someone, someone out there someday is going to think, my goodness, my spouse is listening to Aaron Budgen talking about divorce and remarriage. And I know enough about this guy to know that he's going to talk about this subject in a way that I have never heard before, that I know nothing about this subject at all. He's going to talk about this in such a way that there are going to be so many different conclusions and revelations that are going to be presented. Because of this, I need to be worried. I need to be concerned because my spouse, who is listening to this program, they might think about divorcing me. There is a tremendous amount of risk to allow my spouse to listen to these programs. I just know that there is going to be this kind of a situation as I'm recording this. And so I would just like to repeat again that I am not doing these programs for the purpose of giving people justification or approval or disapproval, I really am talking about this subject because it is a subject. It is a subject that God addressed. It's a subject that he spoke about. Without understanding it, I believe a person will be incomplete. Your faith will be incomplete. Your understanding will be incomplete. So I personally am not afraid to talk about this, and I'm not afraid of the consequences that may result. But I do understand that there are many people who are going to be terrified, absolutely terrified, and it might be in your interest to be aware of that and to have some sensitivity concerning that. Maybe reassure your spouse a little bit if they 
walk in on you while you're listening to these programs and let them know that you just simply want to understand this subject, perhaps just to help other people, not because you're looking for a way out of the marriage or something like that. This needs to be said because, you know, there are an enormous number of people. There are many people who refuse to speak about this subject, who refuse to look into this subject because they do not want to know. They don't want to know about the truth concerning this issue. They don't want to be faced with the consequences of being right or wrong. They don't want to have to deal with this issue because they may personally suffer as a result of this topic being brought out. For example, in the previous program, I explained why a person will not go to hell because they are divorced or because they get remarried. And the reason why a person will not go to hell because they get divorced or remarry, whether it is sin or not, the reason why is because salvation is dependent on what Jesus has done for us, not what we do between each other. But you see, the problem is, is that if I talk about the subject of divorce in that context, there are people, there are people who will be terrified because they want their spouse to believe that they will go to hell if their spouse dares to divorce them. Your wife, your husband may have that attitude. They may have that conviction that they may want you to believe that you will go to hell if you divorce them. They might really want you to believe that because they are terrified. They are afraid of you divorcing them. And so they need something. They need some power. They need some leverage, you know, divine leverage. If you do this, God is going to damn you to hell. And so make sure you don't. And you can be sure that if you do, I'm going to go to him personally. And I'm going to demand that he do this to you. You know, that kind of an attitude. People really believe that this is what holds marriages together. That this is what establishes a good relationship between a husband and a wife. Now, think about that for just a moment. How would you feel? How would you really feel if your spouse, your husband or your wife was sitting down having dinner with you one evening and you were talking about your day and then all of a sudden you saw this expression of pain in their face? You saw this expression of desperation and they look at you and they say with deep sincerity, with conviction, with everything that they have in their being. They say to you, I just want you to know that deep down inside, the only reason why I am here in your life, the only reason why I'm sitting down eating dinner with you, the only reason why I'm in this house and why I still consider you to be my spouse is because I'm terrified that God will send me to hell if I leave you. How would that make you feel? I mean, is that really what you want? Is that what you want in terms of your relationship with another person? You know, there are people who really do feel this way. I'm not saying you are one of these people. I'm just saying that there are people who really do believe it is important 
to hold others in this kind of bondage, and they believe it is acceptable for a person to be in their life because they are afraid of the consequences that God will impose on them if they dare leave. But this is the description of an individual who, in my opinion, is evil. I mean, for a person to say that that is legitimate, that that is acceptable, for a person to say that they want somebody to be married to them, and they want someone to know that there is no way that they can ever leave them because of this, that person, in my opinion, is evil. What they want is they want a slave. They don't want a spouse. They want a slave. They want someone in their life who will do things for them, who will provide them with safety, security, who will provide them with the illusion of whatever. They want someone to be in a relationship with them because they are a slave, because they have to, and they want to have that kind of control over another individual. And if you think there are not people like this, you live in fantasy, or you just simply need to get out a little bit more often, because I encounter a lot of people like this. There are people who have this kind of an attitude. And so if I tell their spouse that they're not going to go to hell if they get divorced, well, then there could be extreme consequences. People will be angry with me. They will be violent with me because they don't care about the truth. The truth is not important to them. They're not interested in the truth. They actually want to live a lie. They want to live in a deception. Or they may know full well that it is a lie and they want someone else to live in a lie. They believe that there is a higher cause. Their higher cause of their personal safety, security, their personal wealth justifies lying. It justifies denial of reality. It justifies being deceptive. This is how people live. There are many people who live believing that a higher cause above the truth justifies being evil to somebody else. Folks, I really do believe in marriage. I really do. I believe that it is a wonderful thing. It is a holy thing. But I also do believe that the two people who are married need to be married on the basis of a mutual agreement to be married. It's important for both people to actually want to be married. It's a very important thing. And if there is someone who does not want to be married, then there are issues that, of course, should be addressed. There are things that need to be resolved. I am not producing these programs to deal with these issues. Instead, I am describing this scenario for the purpose of explaining to you that regardless of what I say in these programs, there are other things that may very well be obstacles that will prevent people from appreciating the things that I'm going to tell you in these programs. You know, it's very similar to the programs that I produced on forgiveness. I produced a series of programs on forgiveness and One of the things that I talked about was the reasons why people do not want to believe in forgiveness. People do not want to believe in forgiveness for various reasons. And the first reason that I described was 
because they do not want other people to be forgiven. That to them, that is unacceptable. They want someone else to live in a condition such that God holds their sins against them because they don't want that person to live in the freedom and in the liberty of the forgiveness of God. It's the same thing with this subject. There are many people who do not want to talk about the subject of divorce or remarriage. They do not want to consider the subject. They don't want people to think about it because they are concerned that someone might actually get divorced or remarried. They are more concerned about what happens in another person's life What somebody else does, what somebody else chooses to do, that's more important to them than the truth of the matter, whatever the situation may be. And so this is a serious obstacle that needs to be exposed. So I am doing it now. I'm telling you that regardless of what I have to say, people may totally reject it, not because it's the truth, but because of the consequences that might result if what I am saying is true. And you might wonder, how could that be? Well, the answer is simple. They don't care about the truth. They don't. And you might find that surprising. I don't find it surprising at all. I've encountered pastors, personally, who have told me to my face, in a group of people, surrounded by people listening, they have told me directly and honestly that they do not care about the truth. They only care about who people are tithing to, who people are giving their money to. Their only concern is that the people who are around them give them money. That's who they are. That is their purpose. That is their life. That is what they value. Now, you may not want to hear that. You may want to pretend that people like that do not exist. And that's fine. I understand there are a lot of people like that who do pretend that that isn't the case. So they will accommodate your desire to live in this pretend fantasy, if you would like. But I'm not here for that purpose. I'm here to deal with the truth, regardless of the consequences. Now, let me talk about these consequences from the point of view of a person who is concerned. A person may be very concerned. For example, if you're a husband, you have a wife, and if your wife hears you listening to these programs, she might have some serious concerns. She might be really concerned about you thinking about divorcing her. She might be really worried about that. And if that's the case, then what is her risk? What does she have to be afraid of? Well, this, of course, is a question that cannot be answered in general terms. This is an individual type of a question that requires an individual answer. But I can tell you from a general perspective that there are many women who struggle with the need for security. And what I mean by struggle with the need for security is not that there's something wrong with the need for security. There's no... There's no problem with that. There's nothing wrong with needing security. The problem is is that they're searching for security outside of their relationship with their God. Instead, they're searching for security in their husband. And if there is the possibility 
that their husband is thinking about leaving them, then this might come to mind. This might be an issue that they'll begin to think about. What are they going to do if you leave? How are they going to pay for their current lifestyle, for example? How are they going to change their lifestyle in order to continue to live? If they depend on what you do, if they depend on your income, if they depend on your labor, and you no longer provide that for them, then how is their life really going to change? Not only in the days that are about to occur, but the days that they will experience in the future. What will their future be like, not just their present? These are the kinds of things that women will tend to think about. Not all, of course, but some of them will think about that. They're going to see you listening to these programs, and they're going to consider these risks. So how might they respond? How might they respond when they consider that this is their situation, that this is their current circumstance? Well, there are many different ways that a person may respond. But the underlying issue in this kind of a scenario, the underlying issue is that they're more concerned about how they are going to control you, how they are going to manipulate you, how they are going to get you to do what they need you to do. They're more concerned about that than they are about what they should be concerned about, which is how can they help participate with you in order to build a marriage. These are serious obstacles that people struggle with, and because of that, they may want you to be protected in some way from any information that might be used against them in some way, such as what I might say in these programs. They might be very concerned about being divorced and then you don't supply them with what the government declares that you should supply them with. This is another issue. But I want you to think about that in a different way, that there are people who consider these things to be of greater priority than the truth. Greater priority. And because of that, the truth will suffer. But you see, it's not the subject of divorce or remarriage that causes these complications. It simply exposes the fact that this is the nature of the individual. If it's not this subject, it will be another. If it's not in this scenario, it will find a place in another scenario. So I want you to understand that people avoid this subject because they do not want to accept the potential consequences that may result through the discovery of the truth concerning this subject. If you are a husband and your wife is listening to these programs, you might be concerned as well. What happens if she decides to divorce you? You know full well that the government will come upon you with great force and could potentially destroy you in such a way that you may never, ever recover. You could lose access to your children. Your wife may decide to use them as some kind of a weapon. This doesn't always happen, but it happens enough that it's worth mentioning. You might consider this in your situation with your knowledge of your wife. You may see her as a person who might very well have that kind of character, who would use your children as a weapon against you in some capacity. You could lose your job, you know, especially if you're in the ministry. If you're in the ministry, you know full well that whoever you work for, whoever is giving you a paycheck, they might not continue to do so if your wife divorces you. There are many organizations, many ministries, 
many denominations, many congregations who take this position that if you get divorced, you have no place there in the ministry at all. And so what would you do then? What kinds of skills do you have that you would be able to utilize in order to get employment? What are you going to do? Can you get this sense of the risk involved if you discover that your wife is listening to programs such as this, that she might discover that she's not going to go to hell if she divorces you? Can you imagine the consequences related to that? You could lose your reputation. People will see you as eternally defiled, whether it's right or wrong, whether it's legitimate or not. It won't matter. That's what people think. That's how people will see you. Your reputation could be so tarnished that you may never be able to rebuild a new life for yourself because of that. Tremendous consequences. Things that people think about all the time. And I'm telling you this because I don't want these things, I don't want these consequences to keep you from knowing and understanding the truth. I don't want you to live in a lie I don't want you to live in deception. I don't want you to live in denial of reality. And I don't want those who are in your life to live that way either. I really do believe that if a person will live according to the truth, that regardless of the consequences, it will still be much better than living in a lie. You know, sometimes people consider this subject because they really are looking for a way out. And I explained in the first program that I'm not doing these programs for the purpose of giving people a way out. But there are people who are looking for a way out. Maybe you're listening to these programs not because you have an interest in the subject, but you are listening to these programs because you're waiting for some excuse or you're waiting for some reason to get out and you're hoping that I'll give you the information that you need in order to justify that. But I want to mention again what I said earlier, and that is that that's not acceptable, that that is not a good reason. You shouldn't be looking for a way out. You shouldn't be trying to find a way out of a relationship that you are in, and you shouldn't be trying to find a way to get into a relationship, that this is not the way to live. This is not what our God has called us to. He has called us to a different way of life that has nothing to do with these things at all. My friend, if this is what you're dealing with, you need to go back to the beginning. You need to go back to the beginning in terms of what is salvation, what is having a relationship with your God. You need to be at peace with Him. You need to grow in Him. You need to mature, not only as an adult in the world, but also you need to mature in your relationship with Christ Jesus. You need to discover what you have in Him, and you need to live on the basis of what you have. If you make a decision to end a relationship, then you make that decision. You make that decision. Don't look for me to give you some way out. Don't do that. There are people who will hear me say this, and they will then turn this program off, and they will not listen to any more, because they will then search for a way out in terms of trying to become a victim. You know, there are many people who approach divorce and remarriage from this point of view as well that if they can only find a way to be declared the victim, well, then everything will work out from there. Because you know full well in the society that you're a part of, if you can claim to be the victim, then somehow people just allow you to do whatever. They just accept whatever. 
But if you can't claim that you're the victim, then they're going to see you as the perpetrator. They're going to see you as the evil one. And folks, again, this is not about trying to make sure that you are the victim and not the evil one. It has nothing to do with that at all. Don't live that way. You know, people do. People will actually go so far as to abuse whoever they are with in whatever way that they can find to get away with it. You know, there are many different forms of abuse and people will intentionally hurt their spouse. Wives will intentionally hurt their husbands and husbands will intentionally hurt their wives. Why? So that they can hopefully upset them so much that they will do something something that others will consider to be unacceptable and might very well be. You know, if a woman speaks to a man in a certain way, for example, with absolute disrespect, there is a limit that a man will eventually reach that he cannot withstand such intense disrespect to the extent where he may respond physically. And women, if you don't love your wives, if husbands don't love their wives, there can come a point where they will eventually go search for love from somebody else. Commit adultery and feel fully justified in doing so because they just want to be loved. People will abuse their spouses to drive their spouses into committing sin, into doing things that they normally wouldn't do otherwise, so that... You can claim that you're the victim and you can justify divorce. You can then have a legitimate way out. And this is unacceptable. This is absolutely unacceptable in my opinion. If you want to end the marriage, you do it. You be responsible for yourself and your own decisions. Don't live in some twisted manipulation. Don't live in this way. This is worse This is worse than just about anything I can think of when two people have a relationship with each other and the ways that they can hurt each other. By being cruel to your spouse for the purpose of getting them to do something that hurts you so that you can claim to be a victim is beyond unacceptable. And don't expect your denial of that to give you an escape before God. And I will continue with this in the next broadcast. You have been listening to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries. You can hear all of our programs for free through our radio archive at livinggodministries.net. That is, livinggodministries.net. Do help us develop new radio programs and continue broadcasting on this and other radio stations. Send your contributions to Living God Ministries, P.O. Box 383-53, Colorado Springs, Colorado. 80937 or use the donation link on our website livinggodministries.net that is livinggodministries.net Thank you,